welcome to Ultiverse OQ, your guide to the ultimate universe. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And we're merged back together with our ultimate selves and our normal selves, just retaining that continuity. Yeah. What weird memories have you had? Man, that's a tough one. I feel like we've been doing this podcast for like way longer than we really have. Fair. How about you, Luke? I, I don't know. Everything's kind of a blur. Time is an illusion. I feel like there's been more guests than also than I recall. More than just you and me. Have we had... Wait, did did Ultimate Devin become your prime self? I wasn't sure which one we were talking about for. <laughs> Bits. Uh, yeah, Devin, what are we talking about this week? Uh, this week we're talking about the bad comic that we read, Black Canary Ignite. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> that episode would have gone up a few days before to tie into Birds of Prey. No, we're talking about Ultimate Power 1 through 9. And geez, it's a bad series. Yeah. With not a lot that happens. No. Like, normally I have six pages of notes for like 12 issues of comics, and here it's barely even two. Barely even two. Yeah, that's the public faces uh, that you take to write to tell us about the different colorists, the pencilers, and the writers, and the letter. Oh, you mean you mean the three different writers who wrote this abomination? Yes, especially that last name. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I had joked on Twitter that this was the start of a new like phase of the ultimate universe. And then it's like, Oh no, it is. It is. Cause this is when shitty Jeff gets involved. Mm -hmm. Jeff, who spells his name wrong. Very much. So <laughs> unemployed shitty Jeff. Uh, yes. As also, Kevin power, Feige one has blessed the world by smiting him. Good. Did you say Feige? Yeah. I thought it was Feige. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Whatever. Old Feige. Old Kevin came down and smote the Marvel TV place and took it in his own. Fair. And as such has banished Bad Jeff. Jeff has been sent to the plane of silence, just like Loki. Yep. <laughs> but yes, issues one through three were written by Brian Michael Bendis, with uh, four through six by J. Michael Straczynski, and seven through nine by Jeff Loeb. Pencils for all nine issues were done by Greg Land. Bad Greg. were done by Matt Ryan and Jay Leistin, with colors by Justin Ponsor, Soto Colors, A. Crossley, and letters were by Chris Eliopoulos, VCs Corey Petit, and Comicraft's Albert DeShinzi. And Comicraft's Albert DeShinzi, uh, you get the nomination, or you get the award for 
me recognizing that a new writer came on because even the letters looked bad in the last half of this in the last third of this comic. damn straight yeah i mean this is also like peak greg land peak. where all the women are poorly traced out of porno mags especially their faces mm-hmm. and the same face uh-huh uh did you see the very good meme that i made no let us look at luke's very nice and wholesome meme i posted it in the zen, in the chat. zen chat dang let's look at that wholesome meme Woo-hoo. look at that look at that wholesome meme Mm-hmm. It's one of those draw tw- uh do blank or draw twenty five cards Uno memes, but then it's avoid drawing an upskirt of Kitty Pride or draw twenty five, because literally every panel you can see below her torso, it's an upskirt. Mm-hmm. Kitty's a teenager. We try not to sexualize her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice. When I, when I tweeted out that we were going to be uh, covering this, friends were concerned. They were like, Luke, why are you reading this? I think James is like, what is Devin making you do? Where's that tweet? I'm calling out some bullshit right there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, yeah, this is going to be like super short once we get in. So we've just got bullshit for a bit before uh, tweets and replies. Least straight... tweets too much. I'm losing interest. <laughs> James tweets a perfect amount because you do lose interest. I do have a lot of. Good tweet. Uh, nope, that was where James explained why the Oakland A's had an elephant on their hat. Oh, hey, Devin. Yes, Luke. You know how I'm doing a Kickstarter? Ah, here it is. Uh, yeah, I've got a Kickstarter going on for Super Slasher right now, and uh, you should back it because five bucks gets you a comic. It's going to be a very good book. Yeah, I, I, I shared the tweet. Now you can be angry at, at least. Paste. Hmm. Go and do the Twitters. Gonna eat a lot of peaches. Oh no, Kirk Douglas is dead. <gasps> really? No, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. R.I.P. Duggo. Yeah. Did you open the tweet yet? There we go. There's there's James's tweet. Is Devin making you do this? Fuck off, James. <laughs> oh. Okay. This very good game called uh, are you actually tweeting fuck off James at him, or are we ready to do this Oh, thing? I'm tweeting back. <laughs> it's not going to be quite that rude. I am not responsible for the bad books that are chosen for this podcast. Oh, 
Only the wholesome ones. <laughs> there are no wholesome ones in this broken world. I'm sorry. I am the one who pushed for us to cover J. Jordan Jameson adopting Spider-Man. That was me. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. We now have ultimate and multiversal Q continuity. <laughs> Damn, my pit's hard! Anyways, the Fantastic Four fight the Serpent Squad, a group of women with powers who mainly just seem to not have spines, just like snakes. No, snakes and have Paul spines. Paul Ryan. I guess. Sing! What about Paul Ryan? Oh, he Bam, does not have gotcha. a spine. Okay. Uh... Yeah, and they're trying to recover the Serpent Crown, which is something that we don't get details on it. And in the fight, Ben loses one of his rock pieces, which is apparently like a scale, which is not how I expected that to be. Because it's like thin. It's like maybe magazine thick. And we're talking like current Newsweek magazine, not like a Reader's Digest. I don't know. I've always, I've, when I saw Stan Lee, he was talking about the thing and was talking about the fact that he's just kind of coated in rock, kind of like a, that. Yeah, I, I just thought it was more of like you'd grab a piece and there's like a diamondy shaped chunk, not just oh, like sure. a scale. Yeah, I too. I, I personally would have thought it would have been a little bit thicker than what we got here, too. Yeah. We need our thick mm-hmm. rock grim. Uh, and then Sue Storm subdues everybody else. Uh, so that way they're able to figure out what's going on. S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up because they owned Project Pegasus, which was attacked. And they don't share anything about them. And a sexy woman yells that nobody wants to fuck Ben Grimm. Which makes Reed feel guilty. But that's false. Everyone wants to fuck Ben Grimm. Would you want to fuck Ben Grimm? Personally, no. Not with those rocks. <laughs> but what if you help Daddy get his rocks off? No, I definitely do not. <laughs> uh, Reed goes to S.H.I.E.L.D. And I would be crushed by the rocks, Luke. Think about all those ro- big rocks that we've been dreaming of coming down on you. Okay, so being crushed by rocks is not on your desired death list. It is not. Uh, is... Being murdered by Kate Blanchett Hella from Thor Ragnarok on your list? That would be much closer, yes. Okay. I I think there's definitely a line where it's like people who I guess aren't basic are fine with just being murdered by a sexy embodiment of death and people who mm-hmm. aren't are like, oh, she's only hot if you see her tits out and she's wearing like a sundress and making cookies or whatever. Everyone still wants the cookies, Luke. You don't need that sort of horrifying domestication fantasy, though. Doesn't need the horrifying domestication. You just want some cookies, Luke. Yeah. Cookies are good. Well, I mean, my my thing is more in reference to there's some idiot who's like, oh, all the women and birds of prey look awful and unattractive because they're not just wearing dresses and they're gussied up and it's like 
no. Let them please just kill me. End this cruel existence that we've entered in through through ultimate power. Uh, anyways, Reed goes to S.H.I.E.L.D. to ask for money and permission to look for data in other dimensions, and Nick Fury knows that this is all about Ben Grimm. And so he denies the request, saying that they need to rebuild all the shit because they've had, like, Galactus and Magneto and all the other things that have gone on recently. And so because he can't get the money to build all of the orbs that he wants, Reed builds a few of them and sends them through. And an unknown period of time passes, which really bugs me. Yeah. Because if they hadn't mentioned, like, oh, this is before Galactus, it would make a lot more sense for some of the dumb reveals that they do, that they do later on. Yeah, I would agree with that. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of just weird, bad choices in this bad comic. Uh, later on in modern time, I guess, the Fantastic Four discussing their action figures when a superhero team uh, attacks them. Spider-Man and Kitty Pryde are swinging by, and uh, yeah, if you take a drink every time Kitty Pride gets a upskirt shot. You don't even make it to the Straczynski run. No, it's it's bad. It's bad. This comic is bad. Soup's bad. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the other team is wildly attacking and is unable to communicate as the fight drags on. Eventually, the other team gets the ability to talk and control their powers, mm-hmm. but the ultimate show up with Nicholas J. Fury. There's more poorly done fighting. The X-Men show up and the leader of the other team explains he is here for Reed Richards for destroying their world. That's when another member of the team shows Reed's orb covering with something. Uh, yeah, I, I want to add in here that we never get names except for more than once for almost every member of the team. And the team is only ever called the Squadron. It's the ultimate version of the Squadron Supreme, but they never call it the fucking Squadron Supreme. Nope. And they all have awful costumes. Terrible costumes. I don't know who this is for. People? But, like, only one member of the team gets development here, and it's not good, and it relies on so much, like, previous knowledge and the battles. It's just like... Oh, here's a pan. Here's a page of these guys fighting, but there's not really a story to it. That's because there's not enough fighting and porn for Land of Traced Luke. Land is a coward and does not feel sexually attracted to death. Go on. Nope. Yes. Uh, we then flash to Washington D.C. on the other world where the something that was on the orb is all over in massive amounts, and the heroes are trying to fight it. Hyperion, the leader of the team, known as the Squadron, is having issues as it is across the world and growing. The White House and President find the source and send Hyperion to get it, and the Squadron investigates it to find that it is a broadcasting data. They interface with it and find a message from Reed Richards explaining he sent the orb in peace and wants to get information and promises to share the data with him. Hyperion decides to capture him to undo the damage. Reed, hearing about this decades... Uh, decides to surrender. You want to try and... that one again? No. This is a bad book, Luke. It doesn't deserve second picks. 
I do love how they're immediately like, wait, this fucking nerd killed millions of people. Yeah. But yeah, Reed decides to surrender and go with them. Sue and the others try to stop him, but he still goes through, and Sue is pissed that nobody did anything on Fury's orders. But now Fury plans to come to follow with the team for revenge. Uh, they end up getting a helicarrier, and Spider-Man comes up with the idea to use Mjolnir to open a portal for everyone to travel to the other world. We also get like an insufferable page of Spider-Man being unable to pronounce Mjolnir. Yes. It's like the gags aren't good here. You have what could be a good story, but it just never pans out. Yeah. That scene was basically Cat Dennings without the charm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Reed investigates the cell of the creature and he presumably used to attack. And yeah, believes that presumably used to attack. Fine. Meanwhile, Reed investigates the cell of the creature that he presumably used to attack and believes that the interdimensional energies made it grow. And Reed learns he maybe killed millions of people. How you like doing that genocide, Reed? This is where Reed gets that first taste of bloodlust. Unfortunately, it's a fake. It's a false positive. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Hyperion is having issues because something in the fungus that is growing, it's like a single-celled organism that's big or something, whatever. its It doesn't really matter. Is weakening as he's hanging out with Zarda, his partner in space. That's when the Helicarrier appears and Thor and Hyperion get into a fight and Fury asks the rest of them to find team, uh, asks for the rest of them to find time so that he can find Reed because he cares more about Reed and his mind and the secrets he could give up than anybody else there. Sue traps Hyperion in a force bubble and Johnny tries to Nova Blast him but it fails to do anything more than destroy his clothes. And then Hyperion takes Mjolnir from Thor, which at this point, we haven't seen that Mjolnir needs you to be worthy to wield it. Yeah. So I think it's just a weird strength thing, or uh, JMS didn't actually read things. Well, to be fair, later on in this, it is very clear that you don't need to be worthy to wield Mjolnir. Yeah. With uh, Matt Swagnito. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's just wait, Swagnito. Yeah, if you rec- if you rec- if you recall, that's how. Uh, oh, oh, right, right, right. What's right, right. happens when he because he uses it to switch the uh, the poles? Not in this comic, though. No. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying the ultimate universe spoilies, never spoilies, really spoilers for a worse comic. Yes. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, uh, Fury and the Helicarrier, with everybody who can't fly, heads to Washington D.C. And Spider-Man and Captain America are suspicious of what Fury is doing. And as they get close, Reed is moved from the White House, and he sees the big fight that's caused as all of the Ultimate Heroes and the Squadron fight. And somehow the teams are evenly matched, even though there's like 30 people on the Ultimates teams, and like eight members of the squadron. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dr. Burbank, who's an evil scientist who is forcing Reed to work, knocks him out with gas. 
Fury tells Wanda to go and fight, but she doesn't want to because uh, someone on the squadron has similar chaos powers and it could go wrong, and Fury doesn't give a shit. When she leaves, Fury goes to check on his first secret weapon, and he gets knocked out by it, along with a bunch of soldiers and then heroes on the battlefield. And Spider-Man finds Nick Fury and wakes him up, and we find out that it was Doctor Doom, but not Ultimate Doctor Doom, kind of. It was just like a classic Doctor Doom. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's it's bad. It's just like, oh, JMS doesn't want to write Goat Lake Doom, who sacrificed himself to save the world from zombies. Pretty much. We find out that Fury expected Reed to not listen to him when he told him not to send the spears in, so Fury reached out to Doom to move Data through S.H.I.E.L.D. and then to the Baxter building because that happened months ago, presumably before he got trapped in the zombie universe, but also... There's been a lot of stuff that they mentioned that had happened after. Yeah. It's not... It's bad continuity. Like, how are you fucking up this bad? Uh, anyways, Fury well, thinks that especially, Doom... Especially Bendis. It's just like, dude, you've been around for the entire thing. Oh, no. Bendis got knocked off after those first three issues. And was like, whatever. I'm going back to writing the books that people like. No, I agree, but... I mean, also, Bendis had that line where Storm was just like... Hey, what's this jazz dance doing here or whatever? Well, that felt really out of character. Yeah. The entire comic is just out of character. <laughs> yeah, and just bad. And bad. So if you're Go ahead. I said and bad, yeah. So Fury thinks that Doom weaponized the orbs, but unknown to him. We find out that it was actually Dr. Burbank, a genius whose article about him winning a Nobel Prize was bumped because Hyperion showed up. And so when a general offered him a lot of money to make a weapon that would stop Hyperion, he did it. And he was like, hey, you know, it's going to cost. And the guy's like, oh, how many lives? And he's just like, 10 million. And the general's like, yeah, that's fine. And so he made the infection that would release radiation that would kill Hyperion. And then they decided that because they found Reed's orb, they blame it on the orb. But as Burbank is gloating, Reed reveals that <gasps> he wasn't really knocked out. <gasps> he was just pretending. Fury, meanwhile, goes in for a secret weapon, so he reveals that he brought the Hulk. The X-Men, meanwhile, save Reed and Wanda, tries to use her powers, and ends up bringing in the classic Squadron Supreme for no real reason. It's literally just, oh, hey, look at these better versions of these characters. They have good costumes. They get it. We're, yeah. we're still not going to give names to any of them. Names are for chumps, Luke. Mm-hmm. They get into a fight instead of talking as they also got hit with a similar trap probe and they notice that they are all only at half strength. They get Thor to stop fighting because they sense power issues and then Ben, as he fights Doom, discovers that it is just a robot. Yeah, this doesn't make sense because did they also receive a trapped reed probe? Because their world is totally different because this is like the Squadron Supreme that we covered years ago. Yeah. Who knows, Luke? They just wanted to put in this and they made like a reference to Mark Grunewald and was like, yep, this is a worthy story. And it's like, no, it's not. Do you ever think it's good that Dr. Doom allowed the ultimate universe to die, Luke, during Secret yes. Wars? Honestly, good for Doom. 
I mean, at this point, he made a good choice. Both iterations of the Squadron Supreme are saying the same things. Classic Nighthawk recognizes Cap and things halt and get more confusing. So Nick Fury sends in the Hulk, who attacks everyone. Meanwhile, the Arcanas, the Zatanna analogs, talk to Wanda because she halved everyone's powers when she brought in the second team. So they start working to resolve it. Hulk fights everyone, some more until Spider-Man webs his face. Sue cuts off his oxygen, and Ben knocks him out. Meanwhile, the Arcanas and Scarlet Witch send home the Classic Squadron, and they get to the core about how Fury used Doom and caused all these problems. Fury back on the helicarrier is caught by Kitty and Shape, who can transform. We also find out from Reed that Emil Burbank worked with Doom on the attack, and Zarda, Hyperion's partner, who has finally given her name, decides to return with the Ultimates and Nick Fury is turned over and left of the Squadron's world to pay for the genocide, and they mention how powerful Scarlet Witch is. Also, Reed still has not cured Ben, who doesn't really want Reed to try helping because he keeps causing more damage. And literally, Iron Man says he'd be more attracted to Scarlet Witch if she wasn't going to fuck her, if she didn't want to fuck her brother. It's... To be fair, that's not an incorrect statement. (laughs) No, but like it this is where it gets more overt and bad and it goes from being like, oh, hey, here's sort of an edgy joke to oh nope, they're just playing this straight and it sucks yep. and it's bad and I hate it. Oh, I agree. <sighs> who would have uh, thought you know, there would have been a comic where Mark Millar is the one who wrote the tamer version of an edgy aspect. This this book is just bad. Uh, so Devin, yes, Luke. You know what's good? What, Luke? I'm waiting for Twitter to reload so I can get to the question. Is it that Luke? Is it that James responded to my tweet? <laughs> oh no, he did. Also, your brother liked you avoiding responsibility. That's true. Uh. That's because he already no. responds to too many of my tweets about how I abuse the uh, people at the concession stands by asking them for tea at the movie theaters. Fair. He says, I am I mean, the person that... that is the problem. <laughs> well, it is a weird as hell thing to ask for. They have it. It's on the menu. What? Uh, are you going to that draft house? Or... Ah, this is an AMC, bro. Huh, I've never noticed that the ones that I go to have tea. It's on the menu. No one asked for it. That's not my fault. I will see tomorrow night when I go and see, or will have seen, Boards of Prords. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That was Andrew Young. It was fun. Nice. Uh, Andrew Young, who is at Huku Bluku, wants to know, is it worth... M- is it worth it for me to buy every issue? By which I mean, should one man have all that power? Yes, Andrew, you should buy both the single issues as well as the digital versions and, if you can still find it, the trades. This way, you can enjoy it in any format that you wish at all moments of the day. Uh, so, Devin. Yes, Luke. Uh, 
we now have to rank it on our list of 100 comics uh, that start at Ultimate Spider-Man, Hollywood, and go down to Ultimate Iron Man, the first part. Yes. Uh, I think this is worse than Ultimate Iron Man, the first part. See, I'm going to disagree. Quite truthfully, I feel like this is our new number one. That's right. <laughs> new number one, Ultimate Power. but yeah tank that tank this motherfucker Luke (laughs) (laughs) our new number 101 is ultimate power number 1 through 9 ultimate power yeah uh, it's I have no idea who it is for, because if they wanted to introduce uh, the Squadron Supreme, they picked a awful way to do it. Uh, they went through three of the biggest names of writers, and only one of them told a story that was decent. And most of the rest of it seemed like them having to write things down and then fix errors or potholes that other people did. Because if this was trying to be a mystery, they did no work actually setting it up and setting up like things where you could figure it out ahead of time. It's just like, oh, we need to get rid of Nick Fury. And now Carol Danvers is in charge. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag gal pal. <sighs> so, yeah. Uh... All right, Luke. Yeah. So, Devin, do you know what we're covering next time in two weeks? Spider-Man? No. X-Men? No. Oh, Fantastic Four? Mm-hmm. And also... X-Men? No. Galactus? No. Daredevil? Nope. Daredevil? No, Ultimate Human. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. I'm Ultimate Human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Oh, that. Yeah, uh, we're... I read this one. Yeah, I remember nothing about it, but it's apparently Warren Ellis, which can be good or bad. I mean, now... Brian Michael Bendis technically runs the gamut of having the best and worst comic on our list. So nothing means anything. Uh, Devin, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me online at Fred Fett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at at Coltrick. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And through the 3rd of March, I am currently running a Kickstarter for my new mini comic, Super Slasher. Devin, do you like Buffy the Vampire Hunter? Slayer. Do you like Buffy the Vampire yes, Slayer? Yes, Luke. Uh, do you like Jason the Impossible Stabby Man who you can't kill? It depends, Luke. Sometimes you can kill Jason. He then just gets brought back from the dead. In other ones. But yes, Luke, I do enjoy Jason Voorhees. Do you like Superboy? Not particularly, Luke. 
Uh, do you like shitty teen uh, drama yes, heroes? Luke. Okay. Well, imagine a Superboy shitty teen drama hero and a Buffy analog had to fight a Jason analog. It's Super Slasher. It's a rom-com, horror, queer, superhero book. Five bucks gets you a digital copy, and uh, you can go up to like $12 where you'll get sent a physical copy. And we're also like 45 bucks away from getting a print with every physical order sent out. It's good. Mm -hmm. Other friends are supporting it, Devin. How about you? Uh, Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with more Ultiversal Q. And yep, if you haven't listened to it, check out our Birds of Prey episode that we're technically going to record now. Peace. Catch you on the flip mode. This was a bad comic.